0: Nine two five three seven seven star.
1: a plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living on Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now.
0: Never say never, Live your
2: Well, doesn't the week just fly by? It's party time again. Welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground here. Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are coming to you live from the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, empowering women, family, and youth for increased literacy, improved positive media, and providing tools for living since 1999. It is oh, the last week before your taxes are due, so you have a last chance oh to make a tax deductible donation. You can go to Be bethestaryouare.org and do it for last year if you'd like. And the miracle moment is somebody we all, I think, think is very funny. It's from Lily Tomlin. She says, I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. And then I realized I am somebody, and I can do something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought that's good. Well, in today's show, uh, Heather's going to be right up here in Health Matters. We're going to be talking about preventing heart disease, and some steps that you can take to keep you healthy and maybe lifestyle changes. We're going to talk to a fitness industry pro in our second segment. And we're going to design a kid's room in our third segment because, you know, you might be decorating for a new baby and you're not sure what color scheme. So we'll just give you some upbeat and contemporary ideas. So simple changes in the way you eat and exercise are Definitely the surest ways to prevent heart disease. But Heather, can lifestyle changes really make a difference? What is it that we need to do to keep uh, heart disease, heart attacks, you know, clogged arteries at bay?
3: Yeah, well, exactly. Well, you know, we always talk about, you know, cancer and various things like that, but the number one killer in America for both men and women is heart disease. And that result, you know, it's it's basically it's a narrowing of the arteries that supplies the heart with blood, oxygen, and all these important um, nutrients. And, you know, every day we, you know, the the big thing, I'll, I'll touch on it shortly, and we talk about really of how... Um, Americans and and just, you know, in the world in general, how we've gone to eating more processed, sugary, unhealthy diets um, and not getting up and and moving a lot. And that's, you know, one, due to the jobs we have. Also, um, budget cuts that money actually, you know, forces many places and schools um, to have overcrowding and no longer have, you know, exercise and PE, things that we need for heart-healthy life. And... A lot of things, don't you know, people, um, we often turn to medications and pills, those wonder diets, those, those wonder pills to fix things that are going on for life. And medicine um, oftentimes is a final result for things that you might have to be. And, and I'm always, as I say, that taking um, supplements as well as prescribed medications by your doctors um, is a good thing, but also there's ways that you can avoid that to begin with and actually change your lifestyle, that making you know, changes in your life can help reduce your risk, these things, and make it so potentially you won't have to be on certain medications. Um, and you know, kind of getting with that, one of the biggest thing is number one lifestyle change if you smoke don't. I mean, there's so many things we've talked about forever and that, you know, history back in the, you know, early turn of the century how, um, you know, it was that women smoked when they were pregnant. It was every kids smoked. There was nothing wrong with it. But now that we have so much And they
2: drank heavily. They drank a lot of alcohol then too. They're, nobody really knew that these were bad things to do. That's crazy. Yeah, I but mean,
3: again, that so many, many, that you know, the correlation and that there is actual scientific medical proof now. And, and, and an interesting thing too is just over the last 20 years how um, there's been so many drug companies, so many things out with these, you know, to get you to stop smoking these patches and gums, and many times some of the biggest um, investors in these companies are also the people that make the cigarettes because they know it's another billion-dollar industry. Um, but one of the biggest things is cigarette smoking, um, it remains one of the most, uh, the, or, again, the most uh, preventable cause of cardiovascular disease in women. And there's about more than 50% of heart attacks um, are due to tobacco use. And a lot of times, you know, people think almost that a a miss concept is many women and especially things is um, cigarettes are viewed as it can be an appetite suppressive that almost like coffee or that people you hear of the model diet diet of you know cigarettes and coffee and, and wine whatever it may be um, but one thing is though it may suppress an appetite in you and basically you know you're just inhaling smoke well what that's doing is it actually is causing fatty tissue around your heart and in um, increasing your blood pressure making it more harder for your heart to pump, um, and then, like, the cause of that, too, is then it's going to fill your lung. It's going to have an all-over thing. And also, we know the effects that on your skin, your teeth, your bones, your, every the premature aging, all the issues, you know, that, that come with it, too. But it is clogging up, um, you know, your arteries, causing heart disease. And it can take, you know, anywhere. Um, you know, the average thing that uh, they say with cigarettes, that any person, um, any person who's never smoked is guaranteed, well, you know, again, with... Uh, Catastrophic things, you know, unexpected in life. But just saying, if someone dying of, of age, that someone who does not smoke will have an average of three to four, three to five uh, more years longer of life than someone who does smoke. Another thing is lowering your cholesterol, and that's also too. Smoking can higher your cholesterol levels. High blood cholesterol um, is a condition that we see. It, it, some people, it can be, you know, passed on from family members. That you know, it's a, a known thing that they have higher cholesterol. But um, the main thing too is our our diet eating things that are higher in cholesterol are going to cause us to have higher cholesterol. Again, there is, you know, it's always a thin line of talking about, you know, the good and bad fats, the good and bad cholesterols. There's always stuff going on about, you know, whether what eggs and stuff like that. But, again, eating whole grains, eating nutritious foods, healthy foods, making sure you're getting in, um, instead of using butters or saturated fats, I use olive oils. Or I know an uh, an oil I still don't know how to cook with. I bought a big jar of it, and you. I'm sorry next time I come up, you have to teach me how. Is with this coconut oil that you're seeing? That's really it's good for you. I don't still. Don't oh, know it's just how so easy. All
2: you do, you know, because it comes in a jar and it's hard. And all you do is you just take a teaspoon of it, and like if you've steamed some vegetables or you've or you've grilled them, you just put it in a. Oh, you know, in the pan and stir it around and it melts immediately. Oh, you know, it just melts. It's it just and it's like olive oil. It's just great. Just a tiny little bit. So good. Um, and it tastes it really it. makes your and food taste great.
3: Another thing, you know, which everything kind of all ties together is maintaining a healthy weight. As we know that the obesity epidemic is is huge. And they say that um, I think it's by 2055, one and three people will be obese, and it's it's hard. They say that about six percent of men and women are not getting regular exercise. We told that obesity, you know, sitting sitting is the new cigarettes of not getting out there, not getting enough exercise. Uh, Though life's of of convenience, you know, oftentimes that causes us to not be mobile, to eat unhealthily. And, you know, many things, there is that thing, you know, they say is skinny fat, people that may appear to look healthier but are not because, you know, if you have that sort of extra little tire in your tummy, there's certain fats that are more dangerous than others. Um, So maintaining a healthy weight because... What's happening, again, is there's fat clogging the arteries, causing your heart is not getting enough oxygen, and thus it's causing disease throughout your whole body. Um, Exercising regularly, as we said, you know, there used to be these campaigns about getting 30 minutes a day. Now, you know, the guidelines have changed to 60 minutes, which I think is great. I feel like as a kid it was so hard to get kids back in the house. You know, you were always, you know, running around doing, you know, playing games. Now it's more that kids play video games or, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, getting uh, reading and stuff, but a lot of times people are plugged in all the time on their computers on the, and, um, and also, you know, living in certain areas where they don't have the ability to. And, and there's been um, programs that have cut out um, PE and exercise. And this is another thing of why, you know, diabetes is associated um, with heart disease with it because people are eating poorly. They're not getting enough exercise. And, you know, a big thing too with, with um, the lack of exercise and eating poorly, as I kind of touched on really quickly with the butter thing, is the saturated fats. Um, there's all these fats that, you know, we get into this whole kind of concept you said, the good fats, the bad fats, there's always new information, but saturated fats, those are the ones, in palm oil, the ones that, um, you know, if, if anything, you know, melts and then can harden again, That we don't want those things. You know, oil, that's why particular oils are so much healthier. Diets low in saturated fats that are higher in, you know, vegetables, whole grains, and fibers. Um, have that reduce cardiovascular, and, and that's one thing. A, a diet you see it a lot with Cheerios. That um, you know they always advise. Of course, this is not going to completely lower your cholesterol, but it's high in fiber. It's a multi-grain, and they're saying by you know cutting out certain things and replacing this with it um, is going to help you have a lower, you know, lower your cholesterol, thus lowering your heart pressure. With everything that it goes um, back into with the whole heart disease. And again, you know, with the fats is the trans fats. Um, Over the past few years, that was a big controversy that we saw in fast foods. Which again, we touched on this just recently in another tea or two about how society become become overweight because, um, you know, that fast food is so much cheaper and it's accessible to people. And so oftentimes you see people that are on a lower income have a, a sort of the more severe um, health cases, higher things of obesity, diabetes. And not to say, you know, that it's just when it comes to getting subsidizing food, um, you know, food that's low, you know, lower in cost, they tend to be the less, nutritious you know higher in sugar it's higher in fats and these trans fats you know are kind of sort of the worst that just staying on with it and you know those good fats the omega the omega fatty 3s we talked about are in salmons you know nuts having that kind of balance with that so for good cardiovascular health also you know with and editing, we need you know, water. and
2: we need lots of vegetables and fruit and whole grains and Beans and all of that for a healthier heart. And I think a lot of people don't look at that. You know, they'll say all bread is bad or all cereals are bad or something, but that's not true. I mean, if you're if you're getting the whole grains, it, uh, they have a lot of nutrients in them, and you need those things.
3: Yeah, and you know something. Uh, I think one. I think one of the, actually one of the most important, um, which sometimes gets overlooked, is giving yourself some new stress management tools. And, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, people who are really stressed out have higher blood pressure, really, you know, that you, you carry tension in your body. And having an, an attitude of hostility um, has been, you know, linked to cardiac events. That's why they used to say, you know, people getting all worked up and huffy-puffy and, and so angry that it causes stress on your heart. And, you know, kind of taking on when we live in this fast-paced world, fast-paced world, I have to say, you know l a is definitely a place that with you know traffic you know jobs that cause higher stress, um, the commute with that is finding relaxation methods where it 's you know meditation, yoga, breathing exercises um, those are sort the of things have been re- um, a link to having um, an effect on your cardiovascular health because meditation also is shown to lower cholesterol and it also also has um, a linking to increase your pain tolerance that you can handle things more. And I know sometimes, you know, getting a massage or something, that you can kind of throw bad news or things my way and I feel like, ah, it's okay. You know, like I, I've had a... A, a better day. And I know too, you know, when, um, when I'm stressed out about things, I feel it in my body. I feel it in my heart. My heart is pounding. My heart's racing. I feel everything's a minimum. So, you know, so stressed out, overwhelmed, that anxiety. And it all connects. You know, you're just so wound up about it. And a main thing, too, if you know, if ever you're concerned, is always talking to your health. Um, professional about this. And we always try to include, you know, taking vitamins and, um, you know, they've said certain things, you know, uh, ginger, garlic, vitamin B12, B6, um, magnesium, turmeric, cumin, um, that these things have uh, cholesterol-lowering um, ingredients that, they, you know, they say these are heart-healthy uh, stuff which we always include to try to find whether it's in a supplement or integrating this stuff into, you know, your meals that you're making. But always talk with your doctor, too. And I'm never saying... You know, I just wanted to
2: mention something about these spices um, and herbs that you're saying because I totally agree with you. And, you know, we all try to eliminate sugar from our diet, especially refined sugars. And one thing that I find, you know, when people have that cup of joe in the morning... I just put a little dash of uh, nutmeg or cinnamon in it, and it yeah. of—it really, really helps. And all of those things, the cumin, the turmeric, the curry, all these things are really, really good for us. So it's very easy to find ways to do it. And I know that a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of great recipes now and simple that we can all make, you know, for salads with quinoa and uh, quinoa, I mean, and, uh, yeah. No, and quinoa, kale. yeah, quinoa. <laughs> You know what? Speaking of that, it's very funny. I heard a um, a commercial the other day that was talking about a trip to a culinary, um, you know, extravaganza, and they actually said quinoa, <laughs> and enjoy the quinoa salads, and you know. Honestly, and I thought, oh my gosh, I mean, that's me.
3: Honestly, I don't know why it's pronounced that way. It's just I don't either. I, I don't know, know, know it was, that. and and I'm sure I said it wrong. But then you know, it's like with many things. Once you once you know the correct way, and then you hear other people, you're like, ah. Said that's not how it is, but I I mean it's one of those when you look at it. I I know know I love it. I know I just
2: love it. I just love it. Anyway, okie doke. Well, uh, Heather, we're almost out of time here, so let's go ahead and um, and kind of
3: wrap it up. Yeah. Well, again, the main thing is just living a healthy lifestyle, and I know in today's world it's hard with job and money and all. But you can make the little changes of trying to eat more healthier adding an additional 15 minutes of exercise every day and even you don't have to have a gym membership it's as simple as parking your car further away getting up and moving you know having those ergonomics Um, Getting outside, fresh air, that vitamin D, and just making a conscious choice of, you know, stop smoking now. We know of all the many effects of that. Limiting your alcohol, eating healthier, less saturated fats. Read the labels what's on things. And also, search out, talk with your doctors. There's now this big Obamacare that's just occurred. Talk with your doctors about, you know, heart health and what you can do so that you can prolong your life.
2: Well, that is wonderful, wonderful information, so let's give out the websites, and then let's keep our hearts healthy.
3: most definitely We want you to go to u r dot com as well as u r dot org and
2: just take some of these tips that are from Heather because but you know, when we feel good, we, our life just opens up like a blossom, and it, we enhance everything. And there's really no reason for any of us to get heart disease when we know how to prevent it. So, eat healthy, live healthy, meditate, enjoy your life, and uh, you will be, you know, you'll be heart happy, too. So, I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we will be back in a bit with more, so don't go away. You're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Network.
0: The star you are. Be the star you are. You
4: are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: Be the star you are, light up the flames, that burns.
0: Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be The Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit Be BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. dot or Be the lucky star you
1: in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You
2: Are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find We know you have a plan for your life, you've set goals, you know where you want to go, and there's always detours, but that's why Star Style Be the Star You Are is here, bringing you the authors, the experts, and the books that will inspire, entertain, and motivate you. We want you to ignite your power, shoot for the stars. I'm Cynthia Bryan, your host, and you're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Well, the hottest new fitness trainer to hit the celebrity circles is Australian born Simone LaRue. She's a former dancer from Broadway, London's West End, and, you know, in many countries around the world. She has written her first book. It's called Body by Simone, the eight week total body makeover plan. And she wants to share her secrets with you to give you the body you've always wanted. Welcome, Simone, to Star Style Be The Star You Are. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I know that you are en route to a television interview to promote your book and your style right now, so let's get right into it. This is a terrific book. I I love the fact that you're totally not into diets and that dancing, you know, so that you get your strength training, your cardio workouts, and a full body workout is the way that you really uh, strive to help your uh, people get the bodies they want. Tell us how you began. I know you started dancing at three, but... What brought you into the fitness area here?
5: Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've been a professional dancer for over like, 18 years, and uh, I kind of accidentally fell into fitness when I was working with an actress who needed to look like a dancer for a film. And then she introduced that um worked with them, and that's basically how my business grew. So I was performing and started um, you know, to open my own business, like my age here in York, and now LA, to um, promote dance fitness.
2: So, and right now you have a very, a big list of celebrities, you know, Anne Hathaway, and um, and uh, Naomi Watts and of course mrs. De Niro and many other people so that's exciting and you're just opening your flagship a new uh, studio in West Hollywood correct, correct. Yeah,
5: that must be very exciting
2: you're basically New York. It just
5: opened yesterday. Congratulations. Um, so thank you. It's been a labor of love. Um, it's my second baby. The first one was New York and now LA. Um, so I'm very excited to share um, BBS technique with um, the West Coast of America.
2: Well, it sounds like, and I'm sure it's going to be really, really successful. Let's talk about your book. The name of the book is Body by Simone, and she gives you an eight-week total body makeover plan. But some of the great things about it that I just love, Simone, is you just sound like such a regular person that's very warm and inviting, and you're telling people that you know they can take it easy too you have the core de ballet as you start off before you can become a soloist or go into something that's a little higher why is it important to have a full body workout i mean total body as opposed to just strength or cardio or just your arms or just your bum why is it so important
5: well, I mean, obviously we want to strengthen, um, you know, your whole body. So um, the way that i set the workouts is a mixture of toning and strengthening and then cardio. And um, I think as women, as we're getting older, you know, as uh, a generation, we're not doing enough cardio. So um, it's important to really mix the two together. People always ask me, well, how do you get a dancer's body? Because it seems to be the desired, you know, um, physical uh, body is long, lean muscle and so it's cool. you, you get a dancer's body by dancing and so um, the beauty of dance is that it is a full body workout so you're working every muscle you're engaging in your core you're using your brain to learn choreography you're working on coordination flexibility stability so um it's not like just going to the gym and doing, you know, three sets of 20 reps of dumbbell you know bicep pose. It's using, you know, the whole body, which um, it makes the most of your time. If you've only got 20 minutes to do a workout, why not do a full-body workout?
2: Well, and it's really great that it's dance-based. I mean, I, I've always felt that we if you are going to get your body in shape, you should do it by performing something that you enjoy. And for me, I've never been a gym rat, but I love dancing, you know. And so you can turn on any music. I love that (laughs) in every chapter you have put quotes. I'm a huge quote person. But the first one with Martha Graham, how she says, nobody cares if you can dance well, just get up and dance. Great dancers are great because of their passion.
5: passion. Isn't that
2: true about life? Is that passion is what it's all about? And this is what the BBS system, Body by Simone program, is about because you're saying this is not a quick, quick fix. Look in the mirror, evaluate yourself, keep a journal, and decide to love yourself, you know, bumps and all, because yes. by the time you finish this eight weeks, and then you'll make it into a lifestyle change. Exactly, because I think, you know, if, if we go on
5: diets, we... um You know, they they don't work because as soon as you start eating again, you put weight back on again. Um, And you know, if someone says you work out two hours a day, six days a week, well, you know, of course you're going to see change in your body. But who has two hours to work out? So it's about setting realistic goals. As, As I said, it's about making a lifestyle choice. It's about being happy. And the beautiful thing about you know dance is that it's joyous. And so um, if you can find something that resonates with you, you know, I think most women have danced at some point in their life. So that's why this dance fitness is, you know, taking off because it's something that people can relate to and it's like that inner child and finding the joy. So if I like don't put, you know, um, constraints on yourself, set realistic goals by keeping your journal and um, yeah, then try and, and try and enjoy exercise. That's, what, that's the point of it, the good indulgence.
2: You also talk about the, uh, if you're pregnant, and you have workouts in there, the uh, yummy mummies or mummy yummies, you know, I thought <laughs> um, that was yes. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, when we are pregnant, we do need to exercise contrary to the past, but tell yeah. us about that.
5: Well, I mean, I've worked with lots of clients um, literally up until the day that they've given birth, and I think, you know, it's it's important um, for you mentally and also physically, and it's also, you know, for, for women, it's their special time that you're making just for you, and so, um, you know, if they were saying when you're pregnant, like, don't work out, don't, like, all of a sudden decide to be a marathon runner if you've never run before but if you've worked out before you're pregnant then that's fine to continue working out during your pregnancy as long as you wear a heart rate monitor and obviously you know there are mummy modifications there's absolutely no reason why you cannot work out throughout your pregnancy and it just helps you actually um get back into shape much faster as well
2: yeah and it, after, it totally after after does the, i mean a strong body is a healthy body, too. We're speaking with Simone DeLaRue, who is a fitness instructor. But She just wrote a book, Body by Simone, the eight-week total body makeover plan. She has almost two decades of professional dance experience behind her, and she's just opened her another flagship in West Hollywood, perfect for all those movie stars and all of us who are wannabe stars, there are celebrities, too. I like in your book you also have a chapter called Fuel Your Fire, which is Eat to Win and you give healthy eating ideas, you have recipes, but the fact that you say diets don't work, that what it how true. I mean it has the word die in it. Why would it why would it work, right? <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, you know, I think as I said before it's
5: making healthy choices you know you don't want to um, starve yourself because then all you end up by doing is binging so I always say to eat whole foods eat real foods you know don't eat a protein choose um, you know some real food choose a banana choose an apple uh, you know make sure that you limit your gluten and starch and alcohol and caffeine and sugar and eat more protein and vegetables and um, it's just about making making.
2: Choices. It's actually just uh, the choices are actually very much endemic to the way we were supposed to do it. I mean, you talked about like the caveman. You know, what did yeah. the caveman <laughs> eat? And and if we would just think about about what really fuels us and eat that, you feel good. You feel good when you eat. Healthy. Yeah. Um, I think we've got
5: so caught up in the fact that like there's so many fast food options and so much processed food now. Or you go in, you know, and to Starbucks and you're like, I'll eat that muffin because it's so many calories, but it's like you're eating empty calories. It's, you know, it's,
2: it's, it's,
5: so you may as well eat real, real foods.
2: Well, this so is why I body nutrients that you need. Mm-hmm. This is why your book, Body by Simone, it is a no-nonsense, you know, true kind of book that really uh, says it like it is and really is for real. Because it's not about uh, how many carbohydrates are in something. Because you need carbohydrates, you need protein. You know, it's not about mm-hmm. calories. It, it, and that's important. I also just wanted to bring out something that you have in your book. Because uh, this is something that people can do on the go. When you work with uh, television or film stars, I mean, you actually work on the sets very often. So yeah. you don't need much. You just, if you have a resistant a band, a towel, some water, Pilates bar, a ball, and uh, perhaps a yoga mat, and then like hand weights, right? Small, two, three pound. Yeah. That's really all you need to do this. So there's no excuses, as you say, exactly. no excuses, <laughs> no
5: excuses. I always say that. A, you know, we're, we're moving away from gym memberships and, and machinery. It's like why use machinery when you can use your own body? Exactly. Um, that, that that doesn't come at a cost. You know, so you can do this at home. You can do this on the on set. You can do this. Um, in your backyard, um, it's, it's just using everybody with minimal equipment and, and not making excuses. Just get up Well, and it's
2: a great book, Body by Simone. I want to get you to your television interview, so I don't want to Thank take you. all of your time, <laughs> even though I could. Body by Simone, <laughs> it's the eight-week total body makeover plan by Simone De La Rue, and her website is bodybysimone.com. Body by Simone.com and Simone has an E. And I just want to say, Simone, you are just drop dead gorgeous. And if any of us could get close to your body, we would all be such happy campers. So, (laughs) thank you so much. I think this is a fun, a very fun thing. And congratulations on getting your book out and opening your West Hollywood uh, studio. And best of success to to you and for you because I think that this book is going. To help a lot of people. It it just makes sense. It's a sensible you, book. It's not, it's it's not mm-hmm. crazy. I'm glad you liked it. Thank you, so much. thank you. Well, thank you so much, Simone, for coming on Body by uh, coming on body, coming on Star Style. <laughs> See, I've got it. I read the book cover to cover uh, for coming on Star Style, be the star you are, and pick up a copy of Body by Simone, again body by Best of success. Simone, and thank, thank you, you so, much. so much for being here All with right. us. Have a, have a great day. Good luck on your TV show. You're listening to <laughs> Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star <laughs> You Are. We'll be back in a bit, and we're going to be designing a room fit for a king or queen. Be the star
0: you are. The star you are.
4: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: You've often heard it said that health is wealth. Well, health should be viewed holistically as a state of mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, and economic well being. Wealth and health are intrinsically connected. Here are some tips. Visualize yourself where you want to be, not focusing on where you presently are. Networking is good, but relation building is best. Network, then build on the relationship where you give more and before you get. Seek talented mentors and learn from those who have done what you want to do. Develop a strategic advisory board made up of friends and people who are good, open, and honest counsel. Ask for help. Most people have not asked because, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And when you have problems paying your bills, be proactive about talking to creditors. You call them, you talk to them before they start calling and chasing you. Don't let the trappings of success leave you trapped. Set goals and focus on reaching those goals. Be flexible. And remember what happens to trees that don't bend in the midst of a big storm, they break. So health is wealth. So remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, you can call 925-377-STAR to book a coaching or consultation or visit star-style.com.
1: This business of show business is calling out to me.
0: and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party.
2: Well, thank you so much for staying with us. So, So this has been a very healthy segment. Hopefully we're getting our bodies in shape our hearts in shape and hopefully our heads are always in shape and with doing our meditation and de-stressing as much as possible. My de-stress go-to obviously is in the garden. I really enjoy that and now that it is springtime, it's even better. So, You might get yourself in a garden or just get into nature. You know, just breathing some air is a really good thing to do. Well, have you ever wanted to have a better design for your children's room? Whether you have a new baby coming or you just want to update a room, It's, you know, we want to kind of, if you have a young baby or a a little child, it would be good to be able to design the room so that it could go through the ages and that you're only going to change a certain amount of things out. And it's always good to kind of make sure that um, the colors, you know, are not too childish and not too babyish. Well, we are going to talk today about having, uh, doing some simple things to a room. That you could scale to any nursery or uh, a child's room. I am a member of the American Society of Interior Designers and a certified interior designer in California, and so I always like to incorporate a little bit of the garden and design elements into the show here because that's part of being a lifestyle show is that you offer lifestyle tips. So, you know, when um, Prince George was born and everybody was just turning their eyes towards the British monarchy, it gets us thinking about nursery design. So what makes an inspiring kids' room? What are some of the elements of surprise that make it great from the start? So many baby rooms look just, you know, they're just really saccharine. And they, they're they just either all pink or all blue or they're just green or they're yellow or everything just looks like it's dipped in pastel shades of mint or blush or lemon and it's really time that we evolve so today everything from mid-century modern furniture to luxury bedding is being made pint-sized so why should adults just get all the cool things there's no reason that you can't do it in a nursery as well now of course Keep in mind you want to keep things within your budget. And the other thing about a nursery is who really enjoys it the most? Actually, it's the parents and it's the grandparents and it's the visitors who come in and until the kids are old enough to play. So you might want to make a really stylish space that you can enjoy while you're filling out, you know, those preschool and kindergarten applications. Because a newborn isn't really able to discern between a designer sofa or designer chair or a fabulous light, but you will. So you could have fun in designing a baby's room and letting your imagination run wild and making it integrate into the design of your home. And at the same time, you can create a unique and playful space that where the baby will hang out in as the baby grows, but that you want to be there because you are going to be spending a lot of quality time feeding, changing, reading, playing. You know, so make a spot that inspires you. Now, if you haven't been a fan of blues, you know, the baby blues or the ballet pinks as the main event of any room, and a lot of kids' rooms are that, There are so many interesting hues out there to to choose from. All you have to do is go down to your local hardware store and go to the paint section and look at all the paint chips, and you're just blown away by the number of colors. We tend to think of the color wheel, but the reality is, is that we can mix and match and make so many different things. So... In the 21st century, gender lines really shouldn't dictate color barriers. It's, we, want, we have to think outside of that toy box. So when you approach the design of a nursery, you want to apply the same practices that you would to any other room in the house. You want to start with some inspiration and draw from the world around you and put things that you love into the room. You know, you have to have form, but you want function. So it, it can't just be all pretty, it has to be able to be useful. So a couple of examples are, if you don't have very many architectural interests in a small 10 by 10 foot, you might want to add like a chair rail to the walls and paint the floor one color and paint an accent uh, an accent color uh on the the higher wall so that you have a difference. And then paint the chair rail itself perhaps, you know, a white or a different one. A simple trick like this adds a lot of interest. You can change. Uh, you can also paint the chair rail and the wall below in the same finish to ensure easier cleaning because there's going to be sticky fingers. Now, I'm a big person. A lot of people don't like it. They only like it in their bathrooms and their kitchens. But I love gloss paint. And the reason I love gloss paint especially in kids' rooms is because of the cleanup. You can just wipe gloss down and it still will have a sheen. Plus over time, it kind of softens to an eggshell. So that and what that means is that the the real bright shine goes away, but it still gives enough a machine that it looks clean and it looks new. And whenever you're going to have kids anywhere, you know, boys are going to be rumming their trucks into it, or you're going to always have somebody hitting the woods or hitting the walls with something. Also, full-length drapes hung below the crown uh, add a lot of drama. So you want to at least dress the windows up. Or maybe you want to put shutters or something in there. But don't just leave, leave uh, the windows bare. That doesn't really accomplish anything. You can use woven Roman shades. You can order those. There's a lot of national retailers out there. You can put blackout liners because what happens is that will control light for napping. And you can also layer uh, window treatments, and it gives a more finished look. And the best part is you can do some graphic line drawing with drapery panels. Even places like Ikea, you can get some great stuff for very inexpensive, like, you know, $20 for a pair or something like that. So you don't always think that it's going to cost you a fortune. But you want to plan this out. You don't want to just jump into it without creating a plan. Yeah, you know, Most people are on a budget these days, and... But most people still want to have some high impact. So you could paint on the walls like a forest of trees with birds in them. Or you could find maybe decals that would go on that uh, would be these like full-size peel and stick decals. So it makes the room more animated. It brings the room to life. And it makes smiles on everybody's face. And then when your child outgrows it, you just peel it off and the paint is still there. So it's not going to pull any of the sheetrock off. And again, uh, if your painting is always easy, painting is always the cheapest thing you can possibly do for any design. So you might want to consider it. And if you need inspiration, you can go from, you know, you can even do black and white. I'm not a big fan of all white walls. I just think they just look really, really stark. And to me, they just don't do anything for a room. But what if you did black and white, whether you do, like, striped rugs or, you know, black and white squares. It kind of could be like an Alice in Wonderland thing, a checkerboard. You could then, if you do a color like that, you can throw in a really bright accent color, whether it be a pumpkin green or maybe red. I, I had one child's room that was very fun. It was for a boy. It was like a race car Theme And, you know, that was really, really fun to have the black and white and red in there. Or you could do something that is more tropical and have, like, palm trees and um, an ocean. One, my niece actually did the most adorable children's room. Her husband is a firefighter. And they brought in a faux painter and had the room done with, a, a, a like, a, a fire station. They even had the pole that the fireman would would slide down and they had a dalmatian dog in it and on another wall they had a helicopter that was a fire helicopter dropping the water it and the room was really small it was it was probably less than it was maybe yeah it was probably a 10 by 10 small room but because of the way it was foed and painted it was just terrific just terrific and Everybody that goes in there, in fact, that's like the first place anybody wants to go is to see this cool room. And of course, the child now, who is three, just loves it. You can also, you know, make do preppy things if you want to do more. You know, you're thinking your child's going to go to Harvard, so you want to do Ivy on the walls. Just think outside the box. Use magazines, uh, the Internet for inspiration, television shows. You can pick up design books and peruse them and just pull ideas. Make a scrapbook of your ideas, and once you have them, then you can put everything out, lay it out, and you will see a pattern. Of course, you can always bring in the expertise of a professional interior designer. And if so, you can contact someone from the American uh, Society of Interior Designers. It's it's quite challenging, very, very difficult to get through all the exams and take the test. I'm never taking any tests again. After going through that, it was like going through the bar. But you can uh, find your local uh, chapter and you can hire someone from there. If you're worried about durability, Use outdoor fabrics to dress the room. There are hundreds now to choose from. Sunbrella fabric, that is a brand name, and I'm not being paid by them, but that's one of my favorite outdoor fabrics because it doesn't fade and it doesn't mildew, and it really is long-lasting. I have some outdoor cushions that are umbrella that are still, still useful. Of course, I do take them in from the rain, but they are out there for the summer. Also, If you get an outdoor um, outdoor fabrics, they will withstand just about anything your kids, you know, can come up with because they are so durable. They're stain resistant. They're antimicrobial, so they are good for drapes or pillows or. Even for a changing, you know, a changing table, if you want to do something like that. When my son was young, when we actually first built our house, and I ran out of money and didn't have any money to do any decorating inside, what I did for his room, and it still, I still get because uh, it, it, it's been in several books and in magazines, and I still get emails from people wanting to know how I did it, and it cost me just a few hundred dollars. Is I painted uh, there's stars on his walls and ceilings, and I bought a tent, and we put a tent in his room and made the whole room like he was sleeping underneath the stars. And the mattress at the time, because I couldn't even afford a mattress, was just a outdoor pad. And it was just amazing how fantastic that room turned out. But you come up with the scheme, uh, you know, a color scheme and a theme. And it just seems to work because just remember that design is always in the details. And there are a lot of nursery outfitters out there. So it is hard to settle on a look that feels personal. But sometimes the best spaces are ones that are made up of items you already own. You can frame a cherished childhood board game, you know, as wall art. You can repurpose baby clothes into a new quilt or toss a pillow cover you can connect your own past with your children's. You can hand down items that they'll cherish for years. Like all the kids, my kids' books were my books when I was young. Their stuffed animals were my stuffed animals when I was young. Uh, I actually, when I was designing my daughter's room, it I actually got the idea for it from the room that I wanted when I was a little girl and a doll set that I had had when I was a little girl. And uh, it ended up being, you know, again, it was in a lot of books and magazines and, and she just loved it. So that turned out to be a really good thing to do. So you want to remember your design legacy. What do you want to pass down to the next generation? You know, in this age, almost everything is disposable and design is kind of forgotten. So you might want to look to more heritage pieces, more vintage pieces, and connect your families. Maybe you do something from your heritage. If if you had relatives, parents, grandparents that came from Italy or France or England, maybe you want to connect that somehow. And I think that that's always a, a really great, a great way to go. You know, you could, I like to involve, unless they're babies, they don't know, but I always involve, when I'm working with a client and I'm doing a child's room, I involve the child in the decision-making factor, whether it be through a color or a print, a fabric, something that the kid just really, really wants. Maybe it's a favorite toy that we do something around. So involve the child, and then, of course, obviously the parents are the ones that have to be happy with it. But there's something about collecting items if you have something – from your from, uh, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. It could even be a souvenir hat or a photograph. You know, I wonder if my grandkids are going to want my black and white acting photos that they'll frame one day or something from one of my movies. You know, those are kind of treasures. I know that treasures for me were things of my grandparents and some of these old, old photos of great-grandparents that I never knew that looked, They look so stark, and they don't have smiles on their faces. You know, in those days, nobody smiled, especially for pictures. So do a room with passion because design is something that really is inherited. So you can start at any time. So if you think about how your parents designed and then look at the way that you are decorating now, are you still following in in some of the ways? Have you branched out? If you've traveled a lot, your world travels will have a, an influence on you. For me, I know I've traveled around the world. I've been an exchange student three times and lived in many different countries, and traveling is still a big part of my life, and especially now that I travel around the world uh, lecturing and speaking. I collect things when I travel, and that's the art that decorates my walls, and th- those are the collections that I have. So that for me it may mean nothing to anybody else but for me they tell a story and that's what's important you want your home to really be your sanctuary and to feel like it's a place of beauty and relaxation and that it works that you can go in it and you know really enjoy yourself that you want to come home to it every day and i know for me this is something for it doesn't matter and i'm not talking about cost here either Because it can be very inexpensive as long as it's something that you love. And when you're designing and decorating, don't forget the importance of plants. They are critical. First of all, house plants take out the VOCs and lots of lots of toxic chemicals that are in our air. Some of the most important plants that you can always have in your house if you want to keep your air clean and keep your allergies away is consider a peace lily. And that's called. I call it a spath. It's a spathophyllum. It has these beautiful white kind of sail plants, and that's another name for it—a sail plant. This is one of Nassau has designated that plant as one of the best plants to take away all kinds of um, of toxins in the air. Another one is an anthurium. Anthuriums also take out VOCs, and they bloom pretty much all year round. Very easy to care for. You water them a little bit every couple of weeks and that's all you have to do. And ferns are another one. So if you can only have three plants, consider those. Really important. And when you're thinking of colors, look towards your outside and bring the outside in so that when you're sitting indoors, when you look out, you are surrounded by the same colors outside that are inside. So Consider outside and inside when you are doing your design. I'm doing a garden design now for a client, and I'm also giving her some tips on inside so that the whole thing will flow. So I hope this was helpful for you because you are the designer of your own life, and whether you hire someone to help you or you do it alone, you can make your space the most comfortable, relaxing, and stress-free place, a place that really is your sanctuary, that you look forward to coming and hanging out. Well, thanks for being great listeners, as you always are, and allowing me into your life every week. We want you to be tuned in to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And we'll always bring you our personal growth success uh, stories and tips from both Heather and I and Expert Advice from the authors that we bring. For more information about Star Style, go to star-style.com. Make a donation to the charity. It's your last week for last year to get a tax deduction, but of course we can take them anytime for the future at bethestarur.org. If that's too hard to remember, btsya.org. Till next week when we celebrate together, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Go out into nature. Smell the roses that are starting to bloom and make this year a healthy year for you. Thank you for joining me. Be
0: the star you are. The star you are.